Hi, everybody. I'm Sasha Banks, and welcome to the Mando Fan Show. I'm just kidding. It's John. Hey, everybody. Hey, we're live. Friday night, Mando Fan Show. We're so excited to be here talking about Chapter 11 of The Mandalorian. Uh, James and Lacey with me, as always. And our special guest this week, uh, you probably know him from Kevin Smith's Comic Book Men, uh, which is now on Amazon Prime, uh, his podcast, I Sell Comics, and a shareduniverse.com, which is his podcast uh, venture to kind of get more people into podcasting. We'll get to that in a second. Ming Chen, what's up, man? What's Yay. up? Uh, thank you for the warm welcome, uh, and and thank you for the warm welcome back. Uh, this is the <laughs> way, ladies and gentlemen. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way, yeah. Uh, we're so excited to have you back. We had you uh, on a, maybe, a, I don't even know, time doesn't exist anymore. I think it was about a month or so ago, and we talked uh, about um, just Star Wars in general and, and that sort of thing, and we, we had a good time with hypotheticals crossing over comics and, and Star Wars and stuff, but now we're here to talk about The Mandalorian, which, uh, as I understand it, is your favorite element of the modern era in Star Wars so far? Oh, yeah. I, I, any, when anyone asks, like, well, hey, what do you think of The Mandalorian? I was like, dude, this is the best thing that happened to Star Wars since Return of the Jedi. By far. Oh, right on. Okay. And, nice. And I know there, you know, the Clone Wars, Rebels is great. Uh, you know, the prequels, the, 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 you know, the last three. But I don't think, Star, you know, nothing has come out in the Star Wars universe, which is uh, reunited fans, I guess. And one that Star Wars fans universally love, which, as we all know, is almost impossible. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, you know, the, the fandom's kind of gotten to a point where if maybe some people hate everything, you know, yeah. and there's that old adage that you can't satisfy everybody. Well, John Favreau, he just did. So, <laughs> yeah. right, I worked a miracle. Yeah. Continues to work miracles, and I and I love that guy. Yeah, he's pretty. He's money, baby, as they as they say. He's money. He doesn't even know it. He doesn't even. Maybe he knows it now. I think you don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, um, we, we want to thank everyone who's joining us live right now. Uh, if you do, if you don't mind, take a second and hit like on the video. That helps us out for people finding the channel. And uh, make sure you are subscribed to the channel too. Um, and of course, uh, there's people that are going to be listening to this after the fact, and that's fine. Still like the video if uh, if you're watching, and uh, make sure you're subscribed to wherever you listen or uh, follow us. Um, and if you want to use the super chat, you can. That's another way to support us and also get your comments read right here on the show to interact with us and Ming. And uh, just so you know, you could also pick up uh, Mando Fan Show here at teespring.com slash stores slash uh, resistance broadcast. So uh, look like we have one right out of the gate here. Orlando C says, good evening, John James, Miss Lacey. Uh, welcome, Ming. Wow, Bo-Katan, the hype is real, baby. This will be my second 10 beautiful Pedro Pascal faces of the season. Chapter 11 truly belongs here with me among the clouds. I love how... Lando Calrissian is a supporter of our show and sneaks in little Lando lines yes. every once in a while. So very cool. Thank Great. you so much, Lando. That is so awesome, man. And, and to bring back the uh, the Falcon Airlines shirt just for him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and we have Alex Zucas here. I'm sad Jack Fish didn't appear in this episode. One you day. Don't, you don't know. One <laughs> day. Um, all right. So now we got to rate this thing. James and Lacey, how you guys? How you guys feeling? You guys excited to uh, be back on the Mando Fan Show? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. This is this was a uh, a great episode, big one. I'm I'm still kind of in that like I'm not sure if it's my absolute favorite favorite, but yeah. it is up there, man. And it, and it might over time become my favorite. Yeah. Are we giving scores right now? You want me to give score? Or going no, to no, 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 Lacey, you're how you doing? What's going on? 
I'm good. I think this episode I liked better than the last one with all the spiders. Although okay. I hate seafood, so I feel like John Favreau is just like <laughs> looking at things that I don't like, and he's like throwing it in this season and somehow making me like it. But um, the music stuck out to me a lot this episode. Yeah, I agree. The music I thought was fantastic. Um, all right, so this is what we do here to kick off the show. We have what we call the Pedro Pascal face scale because we really weren't sure if we were going to see him when we first created this thing last season. So we figured we got to get his face out there somehow, and why not do it in this scale where we rate the episode? So we do it 0 to 10 Pedro faces, or we call them Pedros, and uh, and we put our averages together, and then also we go to our uh, Patreon to see what they scored it too. So let's kick things off. Uh, I don't know, Lacey, what did you score this episode from zero to ten, Pedro's? So I gave this episode an eight point five, Ooh, reasoning because it had a lot of promise of what's to come, and it's still not as hot as Cobb Vanth, so it got an eight point five <laughs> and not <a> nine. <laughs> Can't argue with that, uh, James. What did you give this one? Um, I gave it an eight and, and the reason is I, tough, I feel like tough, I wish there, I know I, I wish I could, um, kind of change my scores from before, because what I do is I rate this episode based on what I've rated other episodes before. So 8.5 being my highest, you know, I was like, ah, it's not, like I said, it's not my absolute favorite right now, but I think it might be in a long run. So since we only do half points, I got to go just one tick below my favorite highest rated episodes, um, which has been, we've done that for two episodes so far. So I'm going to do eight on this one. All right. That's fair. Uh, Ming, how about you? What'd you think? Uh, zero to 10. I mean, Oh man, eight is, eight is low. Um, I was, <laughs> low. I, I was not, you know, say the biggest fan of the last episode. It was, uh, you know, the, the, the old monster of the week episode. It didn't really drive the plot for the couple plot holes, whatever. But this one, this one, even without Cobb fans, Scott Vance automatically adds another one or one or two points. That's why I went down a half point. I was yeah. like, no Cobb Vance. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I didn't know we, we could do like points, you know, uh, but I, I initially gave it a nine. I'm going to give it more. I'm going to go like a 9.2. Um, pretty Ooh. solid TGC rating. Uh -huh. If uh, for anyone grading comic books out there, <laughs> uh, I listen, I, I think every, if they, if every show was some kind of assault on something like the prison assault, or, uh, you know, a great callback to, you know, like the Death Star Assault Escape. Yeah. You want to call it, but with more weapons and more stuff that blows up and more stormtroopers that can't shoot anything and whose armor does nothing. I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I really, I really love this episode. I think it, um, not that last week made me doubt or anything. I know not everyone can be like a 10, but this right. one really brought things back. Oh, right on. Yeah, I, I always find it funny when stormtroopers like they always say blast them, and it's like, you know, what? Are they, what else are they gonna say? Like that's the their only job. They're not good they at did it. Did hit him though. Yeah, that's a big yeah. deal, guys. Yeah, that's true. Good thing for that Beskar. Um, all right, I get I gave this one. I'm right, kind of in the middle of everybody here. So me and Lacey are tied on this with an eight point five. Um, I really enjoyed this episode a lot, and I know it was on the shorter end of the stick, but I never found myself wondering how much time was left. I just knew when it, when that music started hitting and they got back in the ship and I knew it was ending, kind of like the end of Mr. Rogers, you know, when the show's about to wrap up, when he puts his thing back in the closet and he changes his shoes. When Mando gets in his ship and they play that goodbye Mando music, <laughs> I was like, no, come on, Mando. Jeez. So 
but anyway, that, that rounds us out to, to an 8.5. So that's our average collectively here. Uh, and now let's go to our patrons uh, over at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. If you do want to support the podcast, tiers start at two bucks a month. But they scored this thing and they gave it an 8.86 average. So they loved it. Uh, and I don't count anyone who tries to give anything above a 10. They try to spinal tap it and do like 11s and, <laughs> and, and 25s or whatever. I cut it off at 10 just to make, you know, try to get the parody here. Um, but there, yeah, there's the score there from the patrons. Look at all those Pedro faces. There he is. Just happy, smiling, knowing he's got at least two more seasons of paychecks coming. It's a good time to be Pedro Pascal. Um, but anyway, our best comment there came from Micah Harrison. What's up, Micah? And this made me laugh. So I had to, I had to even though it's a long answer. He said, I don't even care. 9.5. I've been waiting for Katie Sackoff, the future ex-Mrs. Harrison, to be on <laughs> to be on screen as this character forever and to see it happen in such an epic way uh was just the nerd heaven uh take plus a number had, micah <laughs> yeah plus we had a very sinister gideon actor titus welliver making a cameo sasha banks uh another creature heavy episode i'm all in this is what mando's all about fun freaking star wars and boy did it deliver so uh thanks for that micah great great comment great score and now um uh, we have uh, Joseph Ritchie with the super chat. I literally cheered when I saw Bo Katan. Yeah, I mean it's that's one of those things. Some people get those reactions, even if you're like watching the show by yourself. Like you, yeah, you just like audibly say things. It's crazy. And then <laughs> I, I had to watch it at five a.m. My son's sleeping, and I'm like, oh, yeah, but be quiet. Gotta be quiet. Don't want to wake up. What I do is I text John and James saying, "Don't go online. Watch the episode first. <laughs> Yeah, on all of our platforms. When I wake up at 5 a.m., I'm like, I got to go see what people are saying on Twitter before I watch the episode. (laughs) Some people do that, though. So that's why I was like, because the crazy thing is I was the psychopath that watches it at three. And so I watched it at three. I go online and I usually type some type of reaction of excitement with no kind of giving anything away. And people were already posting screenshots from the episode and major character reveals were trending. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tricky out there. A lot of people want that clout, and I don't know that it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not clout. That's just being an idiot. That's not. Like, I agree. On. Yeah. Come on. yeah. They think it is, but it's not. Yeah. Um, Ming, before we proceed to Easter eggs, speaking of Easter eggs, what's what, what, what kind of blades do you have back there? I see the Luke Skywalker lightsaber, but you got some other crazy stuff going on. Uh, you have sharp eyes, my friend, because, uh, you know, I, you know, unless you've got like some gigantic 100 inch screen. But uh, yes, I do have a weapon wall back there. Uh, <laughs> I guess we'll start from the bottom. Uh, that is the uh, Luke Skywalker slash Ray slash uh, OG New Hope yeah, uh, yeah. lightsaber, followed by the uh, the Darth Vader lightsaber, followed by the uh, Luke I guess two green lightsaber from Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. All uh, bought at uh, from Toys R Us at one point. The uh, Star Wars Black series. I feel bad because uh, I got them for half price. Uh, they had this price matching policy, and I saw Barnes and Noble had them online for half price for some reason. They never really had them in stock, but I was like, "Hey, man, you guys price match, right?" Well, here you go. Wow. <laughs> and then two months later, they went out of business. So, man, you you did it to them. Do I feel bad? I mean, listen, it was some. You got to do what you got to do to get what you got to get. Um, you know, that's. Uh, <laughs> It's more that's more that. bounty hunter than you know say jedi i suppose right you know the jedi kind of got wiped out so like <laughs> they just disappeared like a local legend or you know a long lost legend yeah. uh, above those uh there's the michonne katana from walking dead 
and above that is a Hattori Hanzo sword. So, Ooh, okay. Very yeah. cool. So the, yeah. the, the moral of the story here is if you come to a shared universe and you podcast, don't steal anything because don't. something's getting cut off for right. sure. That's yes. the punishment. Yes. Um, what would be your it, it, say say the lightsabers were real and you had a perpetrator, which what would what would be your go-to? Uh, it's got it's got to be the blue uh, light uh, uh, Luke lightsaber. I mean that yeah. thing going through so much, you know that thing's not going to fail me or, or anybody for that. <laughs> and then so you'll awesome. lose it, and somehow you'll get you'll get it back. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I don't know how, but okay. So now now we got to get the headlines. Ming Chen responsible for Toys R Us going out of business. Yeah. Oh yeah. And if you don't if you don't get it back, your kids will get it back, or your uh, arch rivals grandkids will get it for you <laughs> yeah it just doesn't die so all right. Yeah. All, right. Yeah. Um, all right now let's get into uh some easter eggs up oh, before that who we got here mick elvis the ch- uh, said the children of the watch thing is going to be so interesting the protagonist having everything he thought he knew turned on its head yeah that's a good point we're going to get to that in a little bit for sure Lando C back here. Uh, I'm hoping for chapter 12, they will focus more on Moff Gideon's arc, and then they picked it back up with Din and the child finding Ahsoka in chapter 13. Your thoughts? Um, yeah, we'll have to get to that in a little bit, um, but it's certainly exciting. And then Star Wars thrifting. Uh, is this Silver? It is. Yeah, what's up, Silver? Um, shout out to director Bryce Dallas Howard for knocking it about 100%. Absolutely. You saw our scores, uh, very high scores there. And uh, we're certainly going to get into why, but let's get let's get into some Easter eggs here. So context isn't really as important here. Uh, we go around and take turns until we run out. Uh, and whether it's uh, a direct Easter egg from Star Wars or a reference to pop culture or something else from nerddom out there than John Favreau or someone trying to weaseled into this uh, that sort of thing. So uh, we'll just have some fun with it. Uh, try not to reach too far, especially if we have a lot going around. Um, I, I only have a few myself, um, but we'll have some fun with this here. So, um, Ming, do you, did you point out any Easter eggs or like references that caught your eye? In uh, this yeah, I, uh, I got I, I got two ones a real quick one. Uh, I think they mentioned as hey, you might run into some stormtroopers like, oh, they can't shoot straight. So, I mean, I, I love that. <laughs> it's universally known no matter if you're in the outer rim, you're wherever you are. It's it's basically a joke at this point. Um, so that was good. But I think my favorite thing was uh, that. That water crane that picked up the uh, the Razor Crest, I was like, Those, is that a is that like a repurposed adat cut in half? The legs, mm-hmm. I noticed the legs right away. Yeah. Same structure, same. You know, I guess they came from wherever they build adats. Uh, you know, I, Coruscant, I don't know wherever, but um, I, I I I love that. That is one of my favorite vehicles, and this one worked out great because it doesn't have to move anywhere. It's a slow. Yeah vehicle so you know picking stuff out of the out of the water uh, yeah i thought that you know such a it's very s- quick small reference but i it was huge for me yeah that um i i noticed it and then especially the sound had the very same sound that it made when it was walking yeah. in Empire strikes back but and i can't believe i missed this because i have the book um I actually have it back under here it's the, from the art of solo it's it's a concept art from Solo, a Star Wars story that they didn't wind up using mm-hmm. in that movie, so they used it for Mando, which is a repurposed ATAT, kind of like when you have an old uh, an old Volkswagen and it turns into a school bus. Like it's just like, let's have a second life for this thing, yeah. and this thing turns out to pick up ships. That's pretty cool. But that's a great that's a great pick there, uh, Ming Chen. Um, all right, uh, so I, that was on my list. So I'm crossing that off. Lacey, do you have one? Um, there was the moment where he's underwater 
and Bo-Katan reaches for him. It's very similar shot to season one where he has the flashback of Death Watch helping him out of that like storm door basement mm-hmm. oh, area. So, like, even the shot of the hand reaching out for him is very similar to when he was a child. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. I like that. I didn't make that connection. That's good. I now have to go back. So, I'm sure someone's going to put it together and do the montage thing, but I'll have to go back and check that out. Um, James, what do you have for uh, Easter eggs or references? I feel like I had to do it because I did it last week, but aliens again, right? Oh, aliens sure. Jumping yeah. up on his face this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, that that reminds me of Beetlejuice a little bit, too. Oh, yeah, that's true. With the shrimp fingers? Yeah. Still comes out of the soup, even specifically. Yeah, Yeah, very creepy. Um, Okay, what did I have here? Oh, I had one that I was like, there's no way people are going to get it. And that never happens to me, because people always know it. But So when Mando's about to land, he goes, almost there, almost there. And I was like, that has to be a reference to A New Hope when Gold Leader's about to fire his torpedoes. Because uh, he says it twice in a certain tone. Uh, so I don't know if anyone else picked up on that. But that's I think one. that's... A, yeah. yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, not until you just mentioned that. But yes, you're completely right. All right, cool, and cool. While, while we're in that too, that, that scene really quick, there's also apparently some um, like pod racing sounds like right, uh, right as he lands. I think you're yeah. right. Like Anakin's uh, like stalling out. Almost yes. like stalling yeah. out <laughs> That's a great one. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because um, you, you could probably like ask and like someone like a Matthew Wood with Skywalker sound and be like, did you guys do that? And they'll be like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ming, did you have any others that you caught? Um, I, I think those are the, the, I mean, you guys hit all the other major ones. So yeah, um, major ones. Yeah, the, I, I had maybe one or two more. I know someone uh, had tweeted at me one that I have to give a shout out to in a second. But Lacey, did you have any others? Not really. I mean, outside of, you know, we got Akbar's running around everywhere with cable knit sweaters on, which was amazing. <laughs> that is uh, the season. Quarrens are kind of dicks. That's what I've learned <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> Always. Always. It's now canon, just scumbags. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, outside the obvious things of certain characters showing up and, and characters being referenced, yeah, I think that's pretty it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we saw, we saw the, him use the Mon Calamari flan that he got as a, a reward earlier. Uh, yes. Yeah. And it still makes that noise when it hits the table. The yes, yeah. <laughs> he says dank ferric, which, uh, as, as a, as an expression of like angst or whatever, which is, I think I think. I could be wrong if anybody knows. I think it was the first time it was used is in the first season of Mandalorian um, by the Meryl or whatever his character is. The, the blue guy. Mithril, yeah. Because Bo-Katan uses it that. too. Oh, she does? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. So Larry uh, Grudelstein, uh, cool Batman avatar, by the way, animated series. Love that. Uh, said the deal has changed. Quote. I did kind of... St- so that is kind of similar to... Uh, the Lando Vader, I'm altering the deal thing because um, Mando said you altered the deal. Uh, so that is made that, but could be a little bit of a wink. Might be a little stretch, but I know Favreau loves Empire, so it could be. Uh, Mick Elvis said, not just this episode, Quarren have been dicks since Clone Wars. They started with sharks. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they did. Yeah. They did. Um, all right. I had uh, two more. Oh, well, yeah. The one. So uh, Dale Brooks tweeted at me and he said do you think 
Mando's ship, the Razor Crest, going through the atmosphere and almost burning up uh, was a reference to Apollo 13, which Ron Howard directed and Bryce Dallas mm-hmm. Howard directed this. Uh, and I said, I don't know, but if not, it's a very cool coincidence. Yeah. Uh, so I like that. I don't, I don't know if you saw it or not, but it popped up as a comment a little bit ago. Lacey pulled it up. Oh, did it? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody okay. else I had pointed that out. Yeah. Okay. Very. So maybe, yeah, more people are pointing that out than maybe. Um, and then my last one, uh, Bo-Katan had the white com link, which was almost the same exact one that 3PO used for the garbage shoot uh, to, to get uh, Han Luke and Leia out. That same ugly little white com link thing, which was probably like a, who knows, like a dental floss or something. Who <laughs> <laughs> Who the heck knows? All right. That's cool. All right. So we'll hop out of Easter eggs now. And uh, before we get into our just overall chat about the episode, I want to give out uh, our Mando code number for our giveaway. Uh, so Ming, we do this whole season long thing where we take them on this like bounty hunt journey. So every episode yeah. we, we give them a number and they have to collect them all. Uh, so it just reminds me of, like those, those things as a kid, uh, like those old action figure things, like collect all six and then submit this. And then, you know, Oh yeah. Mail it in. And then like in eight, eight to 10 weeks, you might get something back with eight proofs of purchase. <laughs> Right, they're like pieces of the cardboard you cut out. Yeah, and there's no guarantee. But, By the I way, mean, yeah, really quick. Hold on, Mark Hamilton said this, and I wanted to know if this was true because I noticed this: is that the girl, the woman that speaks when he enters the atmosphere, mm-hmm. tells him to slow down. It sounds mm-hmm. like Bryce Howard. Do we know if it is? Oh, I yeah, I saw a couple people tweet at her to see it, but she didn't respond. Mm. You mean that, that like air traffic controller? Yes, yeah, slow down. Okay. It sounded like her. It very well could be. And it's then I noticed that it didn't sound like Corin or Moncala. It sounded like a right. like a human or a robotic voice or something. Ming, you like that move? Uh I well, I mean you don't have to pay another actor to do it. So yeah. <laughs> it's a, uh, we all know that Disney is hurting right now and uh they yeah. they're gonna cut costs whenever they can. So True. yeah. Um I did see Double C gave a shout out to Red Bank, New Jersey. Yes. Uh, Thank you, so. Double C. Double cool. C. Uh, and Caleb uh, Poosh, Poush or Poosh? I'm sorry, Caleb Poush, Poosh, Poush, Poosh, um, <laughs> Bosk. Like yeah, the- uh, right. Uh, two obscure things. The soup remind me of the stuff they served to you and McGregor in the movie The Island. Ooh, yeah, definitely. Um, that's a that's a pretty decent movie, actually. I kind of like that movie. And the officer in the cargo hold is the guy Leslie Nope goes bowling with in Parks and Rec. Yes, he's also the guy in the office who eats the turtles. And the, the, the Steve Carell yells, guy. yeah, and yells, "Where yeah. are the turtles? Like, I eat the turtles. They're gone." <laughs> <laughs> Get the website up. The guy's right. Get the website up, and maybe we'll come back. Um, it's a you know it's it that reminds me how long ago the office was because that guy looked a lot older now. Like you forget the Mm -hmm. office debuted 15 years ago. It's crazy. Still holds up. It does. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, Caleb responded. Caleb's back. It's a oh, Pouch. Okay. All right. Sorry, Caleb. My bad. Thanks, buddy. We were all wrong. Yes. (laughs) Which which is which is not rare around these parts for us. Um, All right. So the Mando Code is back. Uh, It is our season long giveaway contest. I will reveal a number every episode, including our season finale recap show. And on that final show, we'll reveal how to submit your guesses to win the Mando Code bounty. Uh, Throughout the season, we'll reveal additional items as the bounty grows. Just like last week, we added the supersized baby Yoda Funko Pop. Uh, but the grand prize will be a limited edition 
Mandalorian box, thanks to our friends at jewelrybrands.shop, which includes Werner Herzog's Empire Medallion from Season 1, the Mandalorian skull necklace that Baby Yoda wears, and a brick of Beskar steel. Uh, and it comes in a nice box, and it, I think there's only a few thousand made. Uh, so mm -hmm. get your hands on one of those. Uh, so be sure to follow them on Twitter at jewelry underscore brands. And if you want to go to their site and you see some of stuff of theirs that you like, if you use TRB on checkout, you get 10% off. So uh, check that out. Um, all right. So I hope you have the last two, the first two code numbers. Uh, if not, go back and listen to those episodes because people aren't going to help you out here. This is cutthroat bounty time. Uh, this week's number in the Mando code is 15. One, five 15 so that's your that's your lucky number yes what is so is it based on i thought your lucky number was 37 now uh, that's kevin's lucky number that i've uh that i've kind of co-opted but uh yeah <laughs> my lucky number right on cool any any uh reason you can reveal or is it just one of those um well, uh, when i was in first grade i went to a fair and they put a hamster in the middle of this wheel with a bunch of numbers cut out of it and the one it ran through like you won a prize and i i had number 15 <laughs> I, won a little mini, I won a little mini Rubik's cube, and uh, I was like, "All right, well, this—that's my lucky number from now on." That's the one. Wow. I like yeah. That. yeah. What do you say right. if people make you choose a number between one and fourteen? Oh man, um, <laughs> I, either one or five, I guess. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ming goes and gets one of the swords from the back, and he's like, "Listen here, we don't yeah. do one to fourteen around yeah. these parts." Yeah, uh, <laughs> add another number now. Add a number. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so make sure you uh, jot that number down, get it tattooed on your forehead, whatever you have to do, and uh, we'll we'll get the next number out to you uh, next week. So um, here we go now. We're just going to basically have a chat about the episode. Spoilers, obviously, if you're watching this show, you watched The, the Mandalorian. No one's that mm -hmm. insane. Uh, but uh, let's start things off and warm up the engines by just pointing out maybe what our favorite shot or, or moment was from the episode. Uh, so, um, Ming, did you have any, any specific shot or moment from the episode that stood out to you that you liked the best? Uh, I had a couple, the, um, the, 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 the ship, I can't remember the name of the, the, the ship, Ra the, uh, the Razor Razor Crest? Crest? no, no, the empire ship, the imperial oh. ship with all the weapons on it. Yeah, That's kicking off. That. And, uh, you know, they mentioned they got to take it down mm -hmm. with stealthily with stealth. So it takes off and then you see the four little, you see, you see the four Mandalorians in their jet pads jetpacks chasing after it um and then uh there's a shot of i can't remember who it was just sliding down stealthily and taking out the first stormtrooper yeah like, wow that is that is that's an assault right there um made almost without sound or uh or any anything pick being picked up i thought that was a cool shot i think i really want a jetpack right now and i don't know how to get one <laughs> it it um i think i think all the jetpack shots from um Anytime they show them any Mandalorians flying, it has been pretty amazing. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I'm sure they're painstakingly shot or CGI'd or whatever, but they, they, they're they striking a chord with me for some reason. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I, I mentioned before, anything, uh, those, that weird hexagon, the Imperial hallways with the weird shape, um, mm -hmm. remind me of the Death Star. So uh, any of those, any of those assaults, uh, also, um, I, I, ju I just think is amazing. I, I love, first, I guess I just love hallway battles, you know, like whether <laughs> the devil or Star Wars. Uh, hallway yeah, battles yeah. are Because you liked, so you liked the um, uh, chapter six from season one then, the, the prison breakout? Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 
I love that one too, uh, with the cool droids and, and all that, that whole deal. Um, all right. I, I'm actually, then I'll hop in now because mine's similar to yours when that ship takes off. And again, I don't, I don't know the name of it too. Maybe people in the comments do it. It's a, it looks like a very, uh, freighter type of, uh, Imperial I, I, ship. I, I tried to look it up. I think the actual one was like unidentified something, something type freighter or okay. whatever. Yeah. But, but when it takes off, it, it has like the way they shot it. And I guess, you know, Bryce Dallas Howard, it has that eyewitness effect to it where you feel like you're there watching that thing take off. And it, it's, I don't know how to pinpoint that because I'm not a, you know, a, a technical term with filmmaking and maybe Lacey and James know or something, but it, it has, and Zack Snyder uses it a lot. And uh, it just has that effect where you feel like you're standing there, watch that thing take off and how they're doing the zooming and stuff and the out of focus. It's shaking I really, him. Yeah. yeah, I really, I yeah, really, something yeah. about that brought some sense of uh, real feel to it, and I really enjoyed that a lot. And it made me like for a second, I took myself out of the story, which I hate doing, but in a good way because I said they are making like visual effects on these shows that are just on like outstanding, uh, and I just loved every aspect of that. So um, I'm kind of right there with with you, Ming, in terms of favorite shot. Um, Lacey, did, what did you have a favorite moment or shot from this episode? Uh, my favorite moment was when the Mandos show up to save the Mandalorian. Like the way the music kicks in, which I think that's my favorite song that Ludwig has done for the Mandalorian. It's so good. And they keep using it every time they show up, like to yeah. beat up the scumbag horns. Hum it for me. Oh, I couldn't hum it, but it's I have my a recorder favorite. in the back. <laughs> no, it's like really like kind of it reminds me of Tron. It's very like beat club tech mm -hmm. type fight music but um so when they show up is my favorite part i love the shot like i said where she's reaching down for him and the way she's backlit it, it it's just such a pretty shot yeah. but the overwhelming shot for me was when uh you know tiny baby yoda is being eaten like the the shot going down into the monster oh, yeah, yeah. i was like why does everything have layers of teeth and everything yeah. nowadays. Yeah. It's like the egg had that. Stranger things animals have that. Like everything's got these like layers of teeth. The spider from the last episode had yeah. that kind of thing. The I gripping, don't know. But it was just yeah. very overwhelming. And when it happened, I was like, are they really going to do that? That's the end of it. Disney was like, we've made our money. <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice the first time I watched it that he was able to close his little yes. thing first. Um mm -hmm. That thing didn't care though. That thing got jacked up when they got it out of there. So um, now he doesn't have an egg. Yeah, yeah someone I, that said he's had a couple of them, but I don't know if that's true. Mm -mm. Yeah. Um. All right. Good pick, James. Did you have a, a favorite? Yeah, my um, I I, no I normally tend to go for scenes, um, but this one was was a shot, and it's kind of similar to Ming's, um, but it is specifically after uh. Uh, Dinjarin like leaves. He he kind of turns around and he takes a look at the the Mandalorians as they blow up that vessel. And you watch them all three kind of take off with wow. the streaks in the sky. And I was yeah. like, this is such an awesome shot. Um, and I didn't say it in the Easter eggs episode, but it kind of reminds me of the Resistance Brew coffee logo a little bit. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's what they were they were referencing the, our our coffee. Um, <laughs> that we have now we do have a coffee now that is true yeah, weirdbrothers.com yeah look up resistance yeah. no but coffee. yeah we did that we did this thing with like the the ships at the top and they leave the streaks or whatever which is a very star warsy thing kind of cool. um it's like the the kind of the 
late seventies, early eighties, like retro star Wars look. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, it doesn't have uh, teeth within that shot. It (laughs) it does not actually, I'm sure that all the characters in that scene have teeth. So yes, (laughs) (laughs) all the teeth, (laughs) all of the teeth. Um, um, that was my favorite that is shot. A great, yeah, especially with that sunset and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That, that's a good mm-hmm. shot. Um, Ming, are you a fan? Have you seen uh, the Rocketeer? That'll move the Rocketeer. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. And, and I know, I know they keep. I either they, I don't know if they confirm they're like, oh, we're gonna redo it. Which I was like, that that first one's highly underrated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that it hurts. Um, yeah, yeah, everything's from the production design to the actual movie itself. But do you know um, I've watched it like probably four times since the Disney Plus? I'm like, this holds up. I don't know what it is, good. man. It is it holds good. up. I wondered a lot if of Top Fav- Gun in this episode too. I felt. Yeah, um, I I wonder. I'll get to um, Lando's comment in a second. But I, uh, Ming, I wonder if Favreau, because he did Iron Man with the jetpacks, he did yep. this. With the, I wonder if he was a Rocketeer fan. I, I gotta, I gotta think so. I gotta think that's gotta be up uh, in one of his yeah. top movies for sure. Yeah, and he, even uh, a man that great, he recognizes how underrated that that awesome movie is. Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. Dude, the music in that movie, it's iconic, man. It's so yeah, good. yeah, it is. Um, so let me get to Lando. Lando's back. What's up, Lando? Uh, he said, John, since you just binged the show Lost, how cool was it that the Man in Black had a cameo in Man? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Uh. What is his name? I always forget his name. He looks uh, like a bad guy. You know how some Titus, guys just have bad guy looks. Yeah, he always plays oh, yeah. a bad yeah. guy. Yep. T- Titus Welliver. Um. He was in uh, one of my favorite movies. He was in the town. He played mm-hmm. one of the FBI agents, which I guess he was a good guy in that one. But he's in Sons of Anarchy. Where depends he, on your he, point of view. He did a, a really bad Irish accent, apparently, according to anyone <laughs> from Ireland. But not. I wouldn't. You know. But. Uh, and he's also obviously in yeah Lost and uh, a bunch of other stuff. So um, yeah, he that was a cool cameo. I love seeing these Mandalorian cameos because a lot of them are so random, right, Ming? Like you like, oh my god, that put, why is that person's in the Mandalorian? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, the dude from the Office is on there. Like, why? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But, yeah, they're they're really pulling them out for sure. Yeah. All right. So what? All right. So let's get to this um, from Matt Howe, and then we'll uh, just open it up. You guys are awesome. Thanks for all you do. What are your thoughts on Bo-Katan and Ahsoka for those of us who have never delved into the extended universe? So, um, yeah, I mean, we're going to get into that right now. Um, uh, and Christian Morales said, an Imperial Gozanti class cruiser. So is that the name okay. of the ship? That yeah. is. Christian, I knew you had our back, Thank man. God. Man, Cold I love you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, the, the yellow make solo two happen shirt thing. Yeah, I think. Uh, we have sweet Star Wars delight in last week's episode. I noticed after rewatching that at the twenty-seven minute mark, uh, Tiny aka Baby Yoda lets out a nervous toot. No joke. <laughs> is that is that canon? Do we can we get get that, get that confirmed? Don't tweet it, Matt Martin. Uh, Christian Morales said we can't ignore the fact that Din ditched Bo-Katan. And they still came back to help him a second time. That's that's a good point. That mm-hmm. is a really good point. They um they. They were still interested in having his back, um, but she—I yeah. think she did that. We'll open it up here right now. I think she did that because she wanted to drop that line, like that very like Batman line, like he didn't kill you, I did. Yeah, he didn't kill your brother, I did. So, uh, Ming, your your overall take on this episode? Um, what what'd you think about it? And uh, just let it rip, man. I mean, anytime you get multiple Mandalorians, it's gold. It's gold, and and yeah, I yeah. mean, we know this. The creators know this. The audience knows this, and um, I, I'm—I mean, I'm only going to assume we're going to see more of this 
um, uh, to further the mythology. To, well, who, I just want to see more Mandalorians. The, the, the everyone's got different armor too, which is awesome. And mm-hmm. I want to know like everyone's origin behind you know why they're why they have the different helmet designs and the insignias and everything. And um, I I'm I mean I guess I'm gonna have to go on the internet and look up every detail but i love i i love watching movies where i was like oh i wonder where that came from i'll go on the internet and, and search things rather than you know you just see it once and you kind of forget about it yeah but, uh yeah I, I i mean this episode for me was was almost perfect so um and this is only episode three of the second <laughs> i know that's well, the thing seven, four, so uh they are they're knocking it out of the park i i i this just makes me happy just for all you know have i been disappointed in some of the you know highly touted movies or or properties absolutely but this mm-hmm. this 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 is uh this makes people stay up till 3 a.m on a friday yeah and i yeah. i don't <laughs> no. know very many things out there right now especially with everything all the tv shows and streaming and and you know TikToks, YouTube's, whatever. I don't know anything else right now that does that. So, um, great job. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing but praise for sure. Yeah, it's um because you know a lot of people thought last week's episode was one of the lower tier ones, and then I feel like uh, everyone um, really latched on to this one. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. One thing I, I did notice, um, I, I have to go back to season one and get a refresher on it. But in all three episodes of this season so far. There is a little, you know, you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours type of thing. Because you have Mando with Cobb Vanth. He's like, I'll give you your armor, but you got to kill this thing. Mm -hmm. And then in the second episode, it's like, I'll take you to my husband who knows where Mandalorians are, but you got to take me and my eggs to this place. And then in this one, Bo-Katan's like, I'll let you know where that Jedi is, but you have to help us take down this Imperial ship. It's like... Can like can Mando just be like, you look? Can I give you like a thousand credits, and we just can we just not not please? Can we just not do this? Like I don't know. It's yeah, a lot of good pro quo. I'm tired. I'm tired of getting shot at. I'm tired of getting <laughs> eaten. He's tired always throwing money around. Like just give them money. Yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. plenty of it apparently. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and I love the waiter. Sounds to me sounds just like Walter Matthau. I don't know why. I just hate that there's like a chowder tube that hangs from the ceiling that they just spit into bowls. I, it, <laughs> it's like an oil change. It's like they like. <laughs> I hate seafood, <laughs> so that That's just like, like uh, really grossed me out. That restaurant was like the the Chick Fil A of the Star Wars universe. Like they only really make one thing, and people just line up and they just keep handing them chicken sandwiches. It, yeah, <laughs> except it's just here's your chatter, here's your chatter, here's your chatter, yeah. here's your chatter. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to say that Charles is saying he'd get up at three a.m. for Comic Book Men. Thank you, Charles. Yeah. I appreciate that. I, well, oh, a lot of you had to because we aired so dang late. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what was it? Ten o'clock? It was midnight. It started midnight. At it started at ten o'clock, and uh, um, they did a little research. Like, well, the stoners stay up late, so we'll just air it at midnight. <laughs> and you know, and we still got pretty good ratings. So I guess that that says a lot for the show. Um, yeah. So wait, Charter is traditionally made up of seafood and fish, and I know it's a seafood and fish planet, but like, is there maybe a little cannibalism going on here? Yeah, not- they're eating yeah. themselves. Like the Corns yeah. are eating these octopus things, which, by the way, how is Sasha Banks slurping that? It had to be CG. So, like, imagine the takes she had to take with no 
slurp, like the thing to slurp. You think she was just doing this? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Because the way it hits her face and it like That's slides into thinking. her mouth is very CG. <laughs> Give me yeah, the Emmy. I, Give me the Emmy. Okay. Speaking of oh. hoods, I have a lot of questions about Sasha Banks. One, the slurping thing. Two, yeah. why mm. does she have a cloak? And where does the cloak go? Hmm. She, she has probably, a costume change. She probably stole the cloak and then got rid of it. <laughs> it's actually I mean, snuggy they, like yours. It's just yeah. In, in, in Clone like Wars, they they wear the cloaks a lot. It's to hide all the armor. Yeah. But where does her helmet go? I don't know. There are a lot of comments about how good of an actress she was, and I agree. I thought she was very, very good in this episode from her delivery of lines, the way she rocked her armor and like the swagger walk she does, which I know is like from wrestling itself. I loved yeah. her. I thought she was great. I I would say very like serviceable, like did, did what she needed to do well, not yeah. like stood out or was exceptional or, or stole the scene or anything like that. I thought yeah. she was great. I think she probably did the stunts too. Oh, Maybe. I know about that. Yeah. Yeah, I and, and for people who are just watching this for the first time, if you just watch only the Mando fan show, I do this stupid thing with the blanket all the time on TRB. I'm not just making fun of. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. and nice. her name is Mercedes, not Sasha Banks. I'm just calling right, her I'm Sasha like, Banks. I'm like, who are you talking about? You know? right. Sorry, let's <laughs> choose her Christian name. So Mercedes Vernando, <laughs> I believe, Mercedes. which is a beautiful name. It's just you know, Vernado. Yeah, Vernado. Yeah, and, and she, I loved how she posted a picture, being like, "I'm crying right now," like with her with her TV. Yeah, I loved that's it. All that. She's She's Snoop Dogg's cousin. Did you know that? I believe you said that on a previous show. Yeah. It, really? I don't think he did. I don't know. I never heard oh, that. Oh, yeah. He definitely yeah. has thrown that out a couple yeah. times. Really? Yeah. Oh. So she was washing down uh, her, her, sp her, her squid spaghetti with gin and juice. Uh, that's canon now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Star Wars Thrifting says there was a scene with a kick to the chest that had to be her. I agree. I think she did a lot of this. It was like a stuff. drop kick. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I, I thought um, a lot of the the moves in this were very Clone Wars esque, like Clone Wars Rebels so, style of fighting and stuff, which bodes well for Ahsoka in the in the long run. Yeah, James, what do you think of uh, Bo Katan? Obviously, it, it is Katie Sackoff who did the voice, so that's a big thing for fans. She can pull off the look. Uh, the age is. I had some debates with people on she did she look younger than she probably should have been being how old she mm -hmm. was when she was around during the clone wars but i can get past that it's star wars it's silly it's ridiculous we we're supposed to believe ewan mcgregor is only nine years younger than alec guinness and when the oh, kenobi <laughs> series mm -hmm. comes out so what 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 do you think of uh katie sackoff uh as uh bo -Katan? so i'm probably the person the most here is like should be massively excited excited for this um and i i was really the only the only thing just to get it out of the way real quick the only thing is i think the hair was throwing me off and i think they had to make a decision about like do we do the iconic red hair uh even though it looks a little cosplay -y, um or do we try to like modernize it years later and make it look like normal or whatever, but she's always had that hair. So I think they went with the, the regular look, but I was like, I don't know that her hair would, would even be red at, at the age that she is. I don't know. It's just, a, but it, her voice it, though. It yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, like I think she everything about the, yeah, the doing character <laughs> um, and, and the armor and, and all that stuff. Yeah. That was totally her. And I was very excited because it was, it was like unreal to see a character from, the Clone Wars in live action. Um, yeah. 
absolutely nuts and it's funny too because you know how people were like oh so who's this Cobb Vanth guy and you're kind of like explaining him I felt the same way with this one I saw I saw a comment on Reddit that was like I can't wait to explain to everybody in my family that she's Luke Skywalker's father's master's lover's sister (laughs) (laughs) and that's why I'm so excited yeah um Adam Odell said her armor was definitely on point yeah that was really cool looking um uh, but what's funny is I had the subtitles on and it says like Bo-Katan kicks something before she even talks. I'm like, Oh, that's Bo-Katan. oh yeah. yeah. Cause when I, she I, said I mean, put tea on, I was so excited. I loved that line. I know it was like, some people were a little like, Oh, it's cheesy. I loved it. Like put some tea on. I'll be right up. Oh, I, like I loved that, it. Yeah. I like that. Too. Yeah, I I like that. It. yeah. I thought that was cool. Um, Ming, are you, uh, the, like the observant type when it comes to, because I'm not like watching something being like, oh, they're referencing that or, oh, that's going to be this. Or do you just kind of like get sucked into the moment? Uh, I, I try to be depending on how obvious it is. Or uh, I mean, I I love it coming from the comic book slash like Kevin Smith world. Um, yeah. like, oh, God, Walt Flanagan's dog or, you know, that's <laughs> little things like that definitely, definitely gets me excited. And if I'm the only one in the theater laughing at, a joke that makes me even happier. I, yeah. Yeah. And you, if you have that one other person that laughs, you're like, we are now bonded. Oh yeah, we are best <laughs> friends for sure. Like, yeah, because yeah. when um she starts telling him something about, I know a Jedi go to planet Corvus, and this, I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's going to be Ahsoka, and then she just like, uh, and her name's Ahsoka. It's Tana. Ahsoka. I'm, I'm like, oh. <laughs> All right. the theatrics. So- yeah. Tana. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were going to leave it and not say it to no. drive fans crazy. No, they yeah. just went with it. They and Faber like, no, just no. like, eh, or typed it. He's like, yeah. I, I'm actually really surprised. That was probably the biggest shock. Like, I, y- you guys know, we all kind of expected Bokatan to be in the episode, right? Or or to be coming up. So you see the heiress and stuff. Well, you're like, all right, I think right? they're leading that way. Yeah. Other Mandalorians are going to... Okay, all right. So she shows up and you're like, wow, this is really awesome. But I I was actually in pure shock when they were doing that scene and, and she's just like, her name's Ahsoka. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Just like, that's it. They just yeah. blew it right there. I'm not reading this one. I am. Okay. <laughs> Lando's back again. Hey, Lando, for the yeah. super chat. Thanks for the super chat. He said, Lacey, like I was talking about on Discord, the chowder looked like McDonald's chicken nugget goo mix. Ugh. Have you ever seen those videos? I don't no. want to know. Ming, <laughs> Ming just came from Burger King, so at least they didn't say Burger King. I, I did. I mean, it's all goo, and it's all bad <laughs> oil. But Ming it's doesn't the, it's the same nuggets. They buy them from the no, same place. The life lesson for Ming is it's all goo. You know, you put in boiling oil and it tastes great when it comes out. So what do you, yeah. what are you gonna do? As long it's as it's good. breaded. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all about the dipping sauces. So there you yeah, go. true. What's your go-to dipping sauce? Uh our, for for goo nuggets, uh definitely the McDonald's hot mustard is really hot I mustard. like sweet and sour. Yeah, I I recently came back to honey, but uh, but my favorite like in a packet sauce, Chick Fil A sauce, baby. Oh, so so do you good. do you like stockpile those? Do you have a bunch of those? Oh in yeah, the bag yeah, yeah. I like their yeah. Hawaiian. Oh no, Polynesian sauce. <laughs> the Polynesian. <laughs> I'm picturing James at home, like when he has free time, and he's just like taking the packets and putting them into one vat. And he's just saving no, his No, but sometimes batter. I'll stick it on other stuff. Like the other day, I found out Chick-fil-A sauce is great on hot dogs. 
I was like, Ooh, well done, my friend. Um, all right, what else? What else in this episode can we get into here? There's gotta be. A, I mean, there's plenty of stuff. I mean, the special effects I thought were like we said. I, I thought they were unbelievable. Um, I thought, and a lot of that is based on the director to make the final calls on stuff. So I thought Bryce Dallas Howard really spread flexed some muscles here because a lot yeah. of people didn't like her episode and i don't know that that was her fault last year the one with the village i wasn't um, a fan of that episode that was that was my least favorite episode but and, and i you know we don't know if that no, was wait, her direction the Tatooine or, one was my least favorite that was my second oh, that was least the favorite. one yeah. yeah uh but she really did a great job here i think uh and i thought everything looked seamless it looked great baby yoda was shot well he didn't look too hokey in this one the frogs um, got together and they had that, a baby that is, <laughs> so that, yes. that's something that needs to be addressed because it's almost like when reading a book that has a lot of chapters, you shouldn't put down the book after chapter nine and start screaming about it and maybe wait till you finish the journey. And it, you this, see baby Yoda kind of do some character growth and play uh, with the baby. It was yeah, cute. Yeah. So I think there was a little bit of closure on that one. Um, the, the official name for that character is frog man, which I just think is a travesty. I, I'll throw out a few other, I mean, it, it's frog lady, right? So frog lady. It, I mean, bare minimum frog gentleman, please. Uh, gentleman. I will also accept frog Lord, uh, for Lord and lady, right? There you go. Frog Lord. Okay. Yes. All right. I guess, you know, last year, their species, uh, or their bloodline. Yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, yeah. that point. You, you can give yourself royal titles at that point. That's true, yeah. Sir Frog. <laughs> um, uh, Christian said the frog couple coming together has to be one of the sweetest moments of all time. Star Wars. It really oh, was. He, see, if he's talking about the hug, like the Tom yes. Yanks, Meg Ryan yes. hug. Yes. She's like running like this. Yeah. Yes. And the music uh, builds they put their there. heads together. Oh, it was that very was cute. Very sweet. And yeah, I, 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 for some reason, I was thinking about the puppeteer department because they had the eyes blinking and like full of like almost like look like tears. Uh, and those look like tangible puppet suits, or you the know, frog like lady is played by the same uh woman who did Queel, yeah, Misty Rosas, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who do we got here? Sweet Star Wars Delight. One of the best shots of the episode was when we got to see bunches of baby Yoda's face through yeah. the eyes of the squid in the razor crest at the end. That was that was pretty cool. I don't know if anybody oh. else has noticed this. It seems like animals attack baby Yoda. Like yeah. they all have this thing where they're drawn to him to attack him. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if they're going to get into that, but like that thing went for him. You know, the spiders all attacked him. The thing in the soup attacked him. I don't know if they're like, they're drawn to him for some reason or what that is. Well, he's always getting in trouble. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's like a little Dennis the menace. Dennis yeah. The menace. Can't take John. your eye off. <laughs> you can't take your um, eye off. I'm surprised we haven't got into Moff Gideon's first appearance. I, I yeah, so I want to get to that. I, I think to to put a bow on the whole um, the controversy thing with the baby Yoda stuff, like seeing him see the tadpole born and him being like, "Oh, that's that. That's what that is," and then him like playing with it. Uh, I think really squashed a lot of the uncomfortableness. Um, <laughs> Uh, from, uh, from from the perspective of baby Yoda, like he learned something mm-hmm. out of this, right, Ming? Like he actually had a, a character growth. He, he did, but I don't blame him. Kid was hungry. He barely gets fed. And when he does get fed, it's it, it's in like weird dive bars, cantina. <laughs> it's yeah. dive bar food. Chowder oh, oh. tube. Yeah, <laughs> chowder. Food, yeah. All, yeah, it's all, you know, I, I list, you know, the kid was just hungry. And, uh, yeah. you know, and 
you know, kids kids will put anything in their mouth, so like, I don't blame. Baby. Man, you've seen you've seen the crow, right? I have seen the crow. Yes. So, so when like the uh, Ernie Hudson has to buy Sarah the hot dog. Yes, that, that sort of thing, like because they won't feed her, so she has to. Like I see what you're saying. Like he's yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So all right, Moff Gideon, he he appears via uh, a telephone call, sort of <laughs> the the thing. I, I so I've been kind of uh, I'm a big Moff Gideon fan. I like Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad and all that stuff. Um, we're giddy for Gideon on this podcast for sure. Uh, I've been disappointed he hasn't shown up yet because I want to build up that villain. Um, I was so right, episode three. You did say that. That's true. I, I think I I kept trying to just hope he was in every episode that was coming mm -hmm. up next. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, Ming, what do you do? You dig uh, this character so far? Do you still uh, reserves because we haven't seen enough? Where, where are you at with this? Guy? I mean, I I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm waiting. Or you know what? This might be. I, I was about to say it was like yeah, you know, don't know much about the background, but you don't need. It, it was the same thing when we saw New Hope, like this guy in the black suit. The breathing funny. Where did he come from? I, you know, I don't care. Maybe I'll learn in twenty years, and then I'll be highly disappointed. But, yeah. um, or not highly, but maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, they couldn't have picked a better actor. Uh, of course, Gus Fring, yeah. Breaking Bad, and uh, John Carlos, but he was acting chops. Uh, our Barnum, we always, we know he plays a, a great bad guy. Um, and uh, the Legend of the Dark Saber. There's there's so much to like about this character. And we don't need to know too much yet. We know there's probably going to be some huge final battle, possibly in episode ten, maybe next season. I don't. Whenever it happens, uh, I can I can wait for it. I I like seeing these little bits and pieces. Uh, I loved his reveal last year in the season finale, uh, where it's like, oh my, what is that? Is that a, holy crap? That's a dark saber. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, he's just that guy. He's like, well, all right, you guys know what? Well, it's too late now. You guys know what you have to do, and you know, there's no way out of that. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they were not messing around with with how much they want this character to be an evil person, and him yeah. being like, uh, you know what you have to do. And he's like, he's giving him the look, and he says, "Long live the empire." And you're just like, oh, like you get such a dread when he says it because you yeah. you don't know what that means, but you know it's about to mean something really bad. And he's like, um, we need backup. He's like, you're on your own, bud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, it, and there's like, there's so many different layers of, of bad things that are happening here. Like you have the guy who's like, he's killing his own men. You know what I mean? And he's driving the ship down for the, for the glory of the empire and stuff. But yeah. There's like, it's, it's, it's weirdly like in a, in a strange way, like almost honorable. Cause you know that he like really believes in the empire and he's willing to die for it. And he's willing to kill for it and all this other stuff. But in a like Moff Gideon, Jedi world too, which is yeah. Great. Moff Gideon is like evil because he's the one who believes in that. Like when yeah. I say long live the empire, it, it means you have to kill yourself. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the killing chat myself. Filled with long live the empire. Yeah. Everyone's just yeah. writing that in the chat. It's right a now. great line with it. It's just, it's 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 dark for like a Disney show. You know what I mean? Yeah. You oh. think Favreau, Favreau's in his kitchen putting together some chimichangas and he's like, long live the empire. He runs to his typewriter. Yes. Like, I love that he went from writing to typing on a computer to a typewriter. <laughs> typewriter. Yeah. 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 He's got a like, different thing in a different room. In his house. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, I, yeah, I, I like Moff Gideon, uh, Lacey, what was your take on his, uh, his debut this season? 
he's evil and I love it. I want him to be a really big bad guy. Like I want mm-hmm. him to kill someone in front of me. I think he will on the show. I think he yeah. will. I, I think he's going to fight. I think it's going to be him and Ahsoka. I think that because I feel like even though like Solo didn't have it and, and Rogue One didn't have it, I, I feel like Mando is going to need, because it's so much content, is going to need some sort of lightsaber duel. So, and you have Ahsoka is going to be showing up with her. What if well, they brought back Bo Katan just to have him kill her? Oh, that I mean, that could that could easily, and then you have the revenge uh, sort of deal. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That uh, that's interesting. That would be heartbreaking for sure. But it, you know what it does though for him, it does the Kylo Ren to Han Solo thing where it elevates him to this guy's a hated guy now. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That that'll be John, John Favreau is like, hey Dave Filoni, what do you think? Uh Moff Gideon killing Ahsoka, and he's like, uh have him kill Bo Katan. <laughs> oh, That's Adam. what everybody in the chat is saying right now. They all think that he's gonna kill Bo Katan. Wow. Adam 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 Odell throwing a book it on it. Yep, that, and Christian thinks it too. Words. They're all saying it in the chat right now that oh, he's gonna kill it. Boy. Oh boy. Man, you guys are all too well versed, man. You guys read too many books, too much uh, <laughs> um, you know, yeah, too many uh, too you you're too well well versed in mythology. <laughs> I just think it would make him really bad if he killed her cuz everyone's oh, so yeah. excited that she's back. Yeah. And I feel like it would be a very big fan heartbreaking moment to have that character killed. The uh, the magic eight ball would say yes. All signs point to yes. She also made the statement, "I'm the last of my line." Like she <laughs> yeah. sets it up that it's like the stakes are high for her. She yeah. She's also she's out to get that sword too. So her arc could be getting it back, but I feel like getting it back would probably mean killing uh, him, p- killing Moff Gideon, and we know that they're probably not going to let her be the one to do it. So it makes more sense that she's out to get that saber and she's going to be unsuccessful. Um, and that's going to make elevate him as a villain who ha- who wields that weapon and stuff. Right. Man. Oh, well, I think I figured um, it out. Two, two things uh, I think we should touch on before we just briefly speculate on next week. One, um, I thought the music um, like you touched on before, Lacey, I thought the music in this episode was elite. I thought it was, fantastic releasing it every week like last year mm, yeah yeah like even the music that they that he plays i gotta go check the soundtrack or whatever on spotify but when they're sleeping in the cockpit at the no they're not releasing but... this season on spotify this year oh at all nope no yeah no they're not they, it's really it was like the day yeah the day it launched they would release like the five tracks from that episode or whatever but they're not mm-hmm. doing it this year all right Oh man, I gotta go buy it now. Like I know, buy music. I think I think they they underestimated how big Mandalorian was going to be the first time, and they had something in play to like release that slowly or whatever. And I think this time they're they're like, oh, it's the music from season two. We're selling it. It's a thing. It's going to be a package deal or something. I'm gonna hire some Quarren to steal it for me. (sighs) Probably. This guy sucks. The the other thing (laughs) is the whole um, which is the way thing. which I found interesting when he sort of gets on board with what Bogotan was saying at the end. And he says, this is the way in a very different way. He's like, this is the way like, he's like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So what I was told, all the stuff I was doing before, he's like, wow, you, this is I earth shattering for me. Like the blue <laughs> pill, red pill 
thing. Yeah, this was not the way. Wait a minute. <laughs> right. He goes back to those guys. What was all that way talk? <laughs> Favreau? I, yeah, and, and there's a line in there where Katie, uh, Katie Sackhoff, <laughs> Bo-Katan is, is like uh, teasing him for it. You know, like she's, it's almost like she's free minded and he's stuck in this like religious, she says like religious zealot group or whatever cult group. And that's, it's not the way, but like, you can't remove your helmet. Like you follow these rules. This is the way, you know, she's kind of like toying with him and teasing that. And Mm -hmm. ultimately I think, I think that all of this is going to get, him to a point where we see Pedro Pascal like he he realizes that the way is more than um the rules and you know what I mean he he has started here and he was this thing and then he slowly moved into this other direction and he's realizing it's for the better and even he's turned his clan around they're like we're gonna have to relocate everybody and this is the way you know we got to do what we got to do and stuff. So I think they're starting to lead us down that path where this character is going to break away from what he was raised in his traditions in order yeah. to be the best person he thinks he could be. To yeah. quote the army. Yeah. Ryan said that was his favorite scene of the episode. The, this is the way scene. And I agree. It's very compelling because now I don't know if you're going to have warring clans or anything like that, but it has a, def- a new element. Uh, mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Uh, this is Nick said Bo-Katan's Mandos will be an influence on Din to finally remove his helmet come season three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I agree with that. Um, all right. So uh, looking ahead to next week, if you want to do it, just uh, take a minute to do a brief little guessing and speculation, have some fun on that before we get out of here. Um, now I have my eye on the schedule here. Uh, chapter 13 is the one that is directed and written by Dave Filoni. That's in two episodes. The next episode is directed by Carl Weathers. Uh, so do we think there's going to be some sort of um, delay in him getting to Ahsoka and they're saving Ahsoka for Filoni? <laughs> Meng, do you think that's... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. By far, I think this... Uh, I don't want to call it a filler episode, but... That's such a taboo uh, word now, right? You can't yeah, say filler anymore. Does uh, do, you know, uh, does Jin Jaren run into a, uh, some kind of hazard on his way? To uh, meet Ahsoka, I'm gonna say yes. Um, what that he's gotta is, fix his ship. It's all like cargo okay. nets. And, you know, I love yeah. I love that these little pieces keep flying off of it. I was like, you know what? I've been there. I've driven beaters. It's uh, <laughs> I've been there. But yeah, he, he needs some serious repair on that ship. I don't. I that. I, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I. Um. I'm. 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 A, I'm. I'm just gonna assume he's gonna run into some kind of hazard before they, they, they've got to. There's got to be a little more buildup, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you on that. Um, I'm curious if it's going to be another one of those, uh, you know, teeth monsters like Lacey's talking about. Uh, which, by the way, I think that sea monster had like fingernails and like it was very gross. Uh, it looks like a kraken, but no tentacles. Yeah. 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 And by the way, I'm gonna, this is going to be a hot take. The Quarren and all that sea stuff and Mando was better than the last like four Pirates of the Caribbean movies. <laughs> that's not true. I said hot take. Out of, out of five. <laughs> that's, that's my journey. Uh, I stop after the first one. I like the first yeah. one. Um, uh, James and Lacey, what do you guys think? We're uh, getting a little delay as well. Do you think they're saving it for, for Filoni? Lacey, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I agree with Ming. I think the next one is going to be the episode we see 
uh, Grief, Karga, and Cara Dune again. I think that's the one where he goes to get help from them. I think he needs to get his ship fixed from all the cargo nets, which honestly made me laugh out loud where he's like, Mon Calmari, and he's got like all these like different mm-hmm. ropes that are just holding everything together. Um, and I think that's the one that Carl Weathers directed. And I think that then the one after that, the Dave Filoni one will be the Ahsoka episode. I don't think you could have an Ahsoka episode and not have it done by Dave Filoni. Yeah. That'd be really strange. Yeah, that's imagine Favreau just like they didn't get along, and he's just like, "You just missed it, Dave, by one episode." Oh no, they man. love each other. No, we I learned that in gallery. They were like heart yeah. eyes to each other the whole time. Yeah. No, you're great. No, you're they're, great. They're a good pair. Yeah, uh, James, are you on board with that as well? This sort of yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I think I think the thing about it is, is like this season oddly really lines up with the first season. You know, like. A big first episode, uh, a setup second episode, a surprising third episode where, you know, you're seeing Mandalorians flying through the sky and stuff. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I never expected to see this. You know, so that fourth episode, well, what happened in the last fourth episode? Oh, Cara Dune. And uh, you know what I mean? So yeah. I I think that kind of lines up with what we've gotten so far. Um uh, there was something else I was going to say too, and I can't think of what it was. Oh, I was I was actually looking for, and maybe I missed it, but like I was kind of expecting to see. Um, there's an episode in season one where Grief Karga offers him an, another bounty, and it's a Mon Calamari, and he's like, "This guy was running away from royalty." And then now in season two, he goes to the planet, and that character like never showed up. I thought maybe it would have been cool if he was like in the bar or something. Um, oh yeah yeah that's but i but i but i don't know but yeah i'm I'm with you guys on speculation for that yeah the other thing was in the trailers that we got from mandalorian he's holding baby yoda when he goes to talk to grief and kara dune which would explain you know baby yoda doesn't have his egg anymore his like little carrier that's a good call great call. i actually think i noticed a um a mistake in the show Ooh, i could be wrong but but you get out (laughs) a a goof goof. yeah you will yeah it, it's it's they're outside in the harbor they just got there and he says where do i go and they're like oh it's just the, at the inn or whatever and they walk up the door opens and and the um dinjarin walks in and then they cut over to the table and baby yoda's already sitting at the already table. there yeah i saw that he's sitting and i was there. like i think that was just like a hiccup and they didn't really know how to like fix it so they just kind of left it in and tried to bury it between cuts but I was they like, can't have the baby moving or whatever. They're like, let's just put him here. <laughs> how could how could he have gotten there before the table? Yeah, Deliberate I did notice that too. Now that you say that, it was very weird because he's like, you could have this table, and he was already there. And he's like, I was like, wait, did he call ahead? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Did did baby Yoda go? I got this, and he like zoomed past him to get into the restaurant. Like the uh, the ghost of Obi Wan in that uh, Millennium Falcon cockpit shot in A New Hope, where he's supposed to be back in that other room, buckled in, but then you see him walking <laughs> behind the the cockpit. So I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe Favreau Favreau would probably say it's an intentional goof or something. You know, yeah, maybe like yo, you guys got me. You got the Favreau can ble- can be cut. He can bleed. You got the Favreau. Um, I so I think. You know, we saw them. So I agree with you, Lacey, that he's going to show up with his dinged up ship. He's going to have Baby Yoda holding him and he's going to see Grief and Kara. And then there's that shot in the trailer where they're in that chase thing. Right. And that guy Mithril's with them. The Horatio Sands character. Right. The question is, where is he going to dump Baby Yoda off? Because he's been dropping him off with people. Oh, yeah. 
he finds a daycare and like every 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 <laughs> and everyone's always like yeah sure <laughs> so what if i hope it's not the case where he, he it turns out like the mithril guy is the one who knows how to get to that city and that's how he gets to uh where yeah, maybe, is maybe maybe tomorrow's episode the prison break thing there's another episode tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow yeah the next episode next I, I wish i know yeah. me too that's what we were saying I the fish. other day ming yeah <laughs> nice james uh Ming, we were saying when this is over it's gonna be that just like sad depressing sunday night feeling when that last episode airs because then it's just like when's new star wars coming you know um so we have to enjoy it while we're in the ride here but uh any last thoughts uh before we close out of here i uh i'm i mean just just solid all-around episode um not i mean every every, the the whole show has been really 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 amazing i i Hope it continues, and um, and that means you guys will continue, which means I can watch you after I watch that show. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I uh, I'm gonna try to stay up till three a.m. next next Friday. I haven't done it yet. Uh, Lacey does it all the time. You and me both, yeah. Ming. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah for sure. That'd be party. That'd be, <laughs> you plus to watch party. Cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't have much else to add. Uh, James and Lacey, you have anything you want to add to put a cherry on the Sunday on this one? Corins suck. They really do. They're really mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the more you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she pronounces her name Bo Katan. So I was like, oh, Bo Settlers of Katan. Interesting. I never mm-hmm. pronounced it that way. Yeah. Um, but she was awesome. Glad it yeah. was Katie Sackhoff. I can listen great. to her talk all day. Seriously. Just great voice. The only thing I can think of, and not to put a sour note on it, is um, Ashley Eckstein's got to be a little chapped at this point. Because she, all, 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 all the reports that I heard that she didn't even get like a courtesy audition or anything. And then you see Katie Sackhoff, who gets to play the role, uh, and she's gonna have to see her character get played by you know Rosario Dawson. That that's gonna sting a little bit. She's a pro, and she'll still be back doing animated for them. But you gotta think that stings a little bit in the in the pride. Because she played that character for twelve years, but. she might know. feel better if she listens to Katie Sackoff talk. She, <laughs> she has such a good voice. <laughs> she does. She yeah. She absolutely does. Um, all right, so that's about that. Um, Ming, um, before we get out of here, do you like plug plug uh, what you got going on? You have so much going on, so uh, just fire away on what's the latest in your um, world and all that. Thank you for the warm welcome back. I, I I love you guys. I wish I had I had nerd friends like you guys here. <laughs> here all, all they do is make fun of me after the quarantine we're coming down a red bank oh yeah we got we gotta do it you're welcome to do an episode here as is anybody Perfect. watching <laughs> listening to this uh i run a whole podcast live streaming studio here called a shared universe which is at a shared universe.com or at a shared universe all across social media um yeah i i always have fun with you guys uh anybody can do this but if you need a little bit of help uh, i'm here to help you guys out so everybody everybody should be doing this everybody awesome. should be geeking out live streaming and telling everybody else about it i, I agree it's something about it and it, it gets you off of the social media and gets you like even if you're not doing a video version you're face to face and you're yeah. having real discussions and having yeah. fun yeah, yeah. wow Absolutely. people and we're being safe you guys are miles upon miles away and we're uh yeah we're yeah. good yeah this is All actually right. a still image i'm right behind you 
<laughs> he's gonna take that that saber yeah. back there no. watch out um all right so we want to uh just make sure everyone uh subscribes to our show uh you can do that on youtube or any of your favorite audio podcast apps my personal favorite is spotify even though i guess they're not having the mandalorian music on it which is kind of a bummer yeah um, give us a like on youtube if you're there yeah like the video for sure starwarsnewsnet.com for all of your star wars news we do written reviews for these episodes as well i do want to uh, say thank you again to our patreon supporters because we do the regular uh, resistance broadcast mondays and thursdays but this show there's no chance it would exist without your support the time and effort we have to put into making this happen so we want to thank all of you so patreon.com slash resistance broadcast uh start tier start at two bucks a month we appreciate everyone who has been supporting us and a, a special shout out to our generals uh that's carmelo andrew staley jeremy myers neil shaw david probus john Reese, uh micah harrison jetta rosewater michael gaines bethany russ harbison and kendall gellner thank you all so much i know a lot of you are in the chat right now so we love you guys we appreciate you guys so much um next friday uh november 20th man november 20th already um, a week out from thanksgiving yeah, yeah uh we will be joined by writer and producer katrina dennis uh you probably know katrina from looking for leia on uh, sci-fi uh, we're very excited for katrina to join the crew uh ming thank you again man so much for for coming on we appreciate it it's it's such <laughs> a good time last time after we had that a lot of people hit us up and were like you guys went into the like type of tangents uh away from star wars but connected it to star wars in yep. such a fun way and i felt like you brought that again today so uh you have a key to our resistance base man anytime you want to come back hit us up we we love you buddy Thank you very much. Uh, always, an, always an honor, my friends. Always an honor. <laughs> All right. And uh, for James, Lacey, and myself, I'm John. Uh, thanks for watching, listening, and being a part of what we got going over here. And uh, we'll obviously see you on the Resistance broadcast Monday, Thursday, and, of course, right here live on the Mando Fan Show next Friday at 830 East. We'll see you around, kids. <laughs>